Hello and welcome to the Bear Podcast. I am your host, Bear. From the uber popular Instagram page, Growing Up Montana. Uh, wait a minute, you've never heard of it? Well, that's beside the point. I love all things farm, ranch, Montana, and really a lot of other things. But this show is for anyone that wants to laugh, get real, or learn something about our way of life. I've got two kiddos, I've got some cows, horses, too many chickens, and apparently just enough time to record a podcast here and there. Listen, I don't know what I'm doing, but one thing's for sure, it's going to get silly and sappy, and we're going to have a lot of fun as I share some of my favorite people with you, Montana folks, longtime friends, farmers, ranchers, homesteaders and sometimes just the rando person that I find interesting. So put your boots on and saddle up because we ready to ride. Growing up Montana Growing up Montana Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bear Podcast. Maybe someday I'll come up with a, a more creative name than that, but that's where we are today. So I am your host, Bear. And on today's show, I have a very driven and talented friend. She's a wife, a mom of two boys, owner of Top Shelf Equine Services, and a certified MagnaWave practitioner. She and her husband are the owners of an amazing cutting horse stud. Um, he goes by the name of Metallic Rain. He currently stands stud in Houston, Montana. She's a hustler. She's smart. And she's my friend. So cheers to <laughs> Cassia Boulay. Welcome, Cass. Hey, thanks for having me, Bear. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Did I did I get all that right? Were all those facts straight? Oh man, I don't know if they're facts or not, but I mean it sounded right. <laughs> I gotta I don't accredit myself to that much, but sure. <laughs> so um can you can you tell everyone like how do we know each other? How do we know each other? So did it start at sorting club, huh? I think I, it's the first time we ran into each other at, at the little little valley sorting club, maybe. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Team sorting yeah. with, um, with cows and yep. horses for people who don't know what that is. It's a little, uh, it's kind of like, I don't know, what would you call it? I mean, it's a sport. <laughs> yes. It kind Yeah, it is. They have a uh, full blown AQHA shows with sorting. So it's a, it's a pretty big deal to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty big deal. Not to me, uh, us we're <laughs> I'm, I'm little, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little person at it, but you know, it's fun. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. So for those of you that don't know what team sorting is, um, basically there's like a, a pen of cows and I think they have 11 cows in there and they have numbers on them. What, uh, zero through nine. Is that right? And then, and then there's one yes. that doesn't have a number. And so they, they start your time and you and your partner go in and they say like, your number's three. So your partner goes, or you go in and you grab number three, and then you bring them out in consecutive order. So you're trying to get three, four, five, and six. And, um, yes. I was fortunate enough to be paired up with your husband at one of these events. Yes. That was fun to watch. That was Cody's first time competing in a sorting, albeit a practice, but, um, no, that was, that no. was an actual event, wasn't it? It was the novice was. sort. I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yep. So his very first time on a horse that he'd never done it on. And you guys walked in and got all of your cows in the fastest time out of pretty much anyone that day. It was great to watch. <laughs> it was so, Yay. it was so wild. We got all 10 cows and, um, you know, like that doesn't happen very often. Like you don't get 10 cows. No. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I've ever had another 10 cow run. Like, I think that was the only time I've ever had it. And, and I was pretty new at it too. And, and Cody, like you said, it was his first time and we're like, boom, that was yeah. easy. <laughs> With yeah, time to I know. spare. I think I was that yeah, I was that wife in the corner about ready to cry because he, he was like, oh, maybe I can do this. I don't know. And then you guys rock, walk out and rock it. And I'm just cheering over there. <laughs> I <know>. Yay. <laughs> I know. And, and, you know, for a half second, okay. So we got them all and I started celebrating and then I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Did we really get them all? Like, am I pre-celebrating and we still have like two more to go? 
but no, it was, it was, it was a pretty fun run and Cody just got a yeah, cause what, style. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Cause there's this, it's a 60 second mark, right? So, um, they give you 60 seconds to start. You get as many cows as you can. So even if you don't get your 10, um, you still go with whatever number you had. So long as it was a clean run, you didn't get any out of order. So you guys finished and you saw seconds left on the clock, which is, is rare. And so I remember you, you being like, wait, did we, was that in order? Like, we still have time on the clock. Did we, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Cody's, Cody's uh, like, I, so I guess that's how you do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how you do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's where kind of where we met. And then um, I just, from that experience and meeting you there, realized you had cows and we were trying to get into the cow business and um started with two bottle baby calves and called you for help and so enter bear saving us in our all questions cows and the next maybe it was the next season or later down the road we bought two mama cows and we needed help AIing and learning about that process so came out to your place and uh you led the way and <laughs> answered all of our questions, which is, I feel like super rare for a, a newbie entering the ranching scene and trying to learn about something going out of our comfort zone to ask for help. And you just took us under your wing and were the most gracious teacher we could have asked for. So we are super Aww. appreciative of that. And yeah. well, that's, that's really sweet. But I think probably 90% of my answers to you were like, you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that, <laughs> but, but it's been fun. And, you know, uh, one, well, it one, got us through that breeding season. Yeah. Well, and you know, one thing that's funny about like farming and ranching is like, it's, it's such a huge topic, like to just even start this, but we'll just touch on it is that, you know, there's, there's not as many farmers and ranchers. And so we need more people in the industry, but there's also like this kind of, um, new people in the industry are not always met with like open arms, you know, they're like, oh, well, I've, you know, I'm third generation farmer and I can't believe these people are trying to come into the industry. And, um, when really we need to be like really open and welcoming these because without agriculture, we're all in, in really big trouble. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's, uh, we, we did meet a lot of that to start with, Oh, you, uh, you want to breed three cows? Oh no, we don't have time for that. Like <laughs> that's small potatoes. <laughs> so yeah. it was good. Uh, we, we struck gold with you. That's for sure. <laughs> oh. uh, well, our most recent run in, which kind of like reconnected us was at, um, another sorting event where you guys, um, were the buckle sponsor. Yeah. Uh, the novice sort again. So we didn't compete this year, but we did sponsor with the, um, top shelf equine services and sponsored a buckle and guess who won that buckle. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they tried to give me, um, some, you know, cause, uh, it was actually for team penny. I think, wasn't it for team penning? Yeah, that's okay. right. Yeah, yeah, it was the second day. That's right. So team penning is a little bit different. It's still running around and chasing cows and trying to get them in a pen, um, but just a little di little different format. But um, in team penning, you have three people on your team. And so there were three buckles given out for that first place. And I remember like someone handed me a different buckle and it was a different sponsor. And I'm like, get over here. I have to wear your buckle. <laughs> And I, and I look at it every yes. time I put it on, I'm like, oh, it's just like, it was super meaningful, <laughs> super fun. Yeah, it was meant to be. That's for sure. I know. I was like, no, 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 bear needs mine. <laughs> Trade me. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, we that, were was, that was good. We were, I think we were making a beeline for each other. We knew it couldn't go any other way, but, um, so, <laughs> you know, fast forward a few weeks, oh, cause I think you mentioned, oh, you know, we have this new stud and this is what we're doing and we're starting a cutting program and cutting is like, um, like fancier than what we usually do. And <laughs> it's like a lot fancier, like, you know, like you have to dress nicer probably. And your horses look really, really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So when cutting is new to us too, basically, um, it's much more controlled than the sorting or the pinning. If, if you're wondering, you don't know about cutting, um, very precise, much more controlled, slow moving can be fast depending on the cow, but 
it's brand new to us also. So we just started in January. We bought uh, Rain, we call him. And I started taking lessons quite frequently, and I still have yet to compete in my first cutting. I really want to this summer if I can get my butt in gear and, and get ready for it. But um, yeah, we another fortunate situation to run into the right people and, and have someone uh, generous enough to teach us. So the more people that we can invite to come and play with us, the easier it is to want to go to practice every day. So it's good to have you and the kids and anybody else there learning how to cut with us. It's been a fun ride so far. Yeah. So we, um, we took Cassia up on, we took you up on your invitation and, and we drove the, I think it's like an hour for us to, from our house to where you guys ride to come up and we brought our horses, which are like, like cutting horse flunkies, but they do have like a little bit of cow sense. So, so it's kind of fun. But when we got there, you had rain saddled up and we were like, all right, sissy, Claire, my daughter, my 12 year old daughter, let's hop on. Well, so she started a little nervous and I was like, Claire, you can ride. If I can ride this horse, you can ride this horse. So she started uh, in the arena and the more she rode him, it took maybe five minutes for her to really get the, get the grasp of, Hey, I'm not going to fall off. He's going to take care of me. And um, yeah, so she got on the flag, we call it, which is basically a, this particular flag looks like a cow, but it's a piece of fabric that's cut out like a cow and it goes um, on like a pulley system. So from one end of the arena to the other, and someone can run it on a remote and your horse uh, is hopefully supposed to be trained to track that cow and move when it moves and so Claire hops up there and she she's she's like a little pro she's got so much talent wrapped up in that little body of hers her 12 year old little natural horseman horsewoman over there um so she cut that cow what she went through the went through it maybe two or three times and she got off with the biggest grin ever and that is why I like to share with other people because that smile, I've been fortunate enough to get into it with a horse that is super broke and knows his job and is good and can share that with me and teach me. And so it's fun to see other people be able to hop on him too and just really light their faces up. It's, it's what it did for me. That's why I got into it. So it's really fun to share with others too. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and that's kind of when she got off and I, I saw her face, I was like, we might be in trouble. <laughs> we might be in serious <laughs> trouble. Big she, trouble. <laughs> she, you know, her wearing her like gigantic talent or talent Fallon Taylor pants, you know, like Fallon. Crazy, yeah, Fallon Taylor pants. Um, you know, like she she thinks she wants to be a, a barrel horse jockey, which I mean, she's could be. I think she could go any direction she mm-hmm. wants. Um, but just seeing her get off with like just lit up. I was like, Oh my gosh, this could be fun because, you know, unlike rodeo, which when we go to a rodeo, I'm not rodeoing, you know, I'm basically a butler to my children, bringing them their horses and (laughs) everything. So I'm like, if we could do this or even, you know, sorting or penning, at least we're like doing something with, with the family together. You know, I at least get to participate in the fun. So you, um, you have been fortunate enough to kind of be, uh, guided and trained by, an awesome man named Lonnie. Tell us a little bit about Lonnie. Yeah, Lonnie has a ton of knowledge, but he's the humble gentleman that doesn't talk about his credentials and his earnings or any of that. Uh, so I can't even give you a list. <laughs> All I know is that he know he knows everyone in the cutting industry uh, from Texas to Hawaii, and um, he he knows he knows his stuff about horses. So. Um, he is an open level rider that has trained many horses and many riders and many of his um, trainees have become top trainers at top cutting programs across the country. Um, so I kind of just fell into it. I, I had a horse wreck two years ago and went to him for some guidance and getting back my confidence on that particular horse. Um, when it started, I was not interested in cutting at all. I just wanted to gain my confidence outside of the arena again. And he helped me through some of that and then uh, put me on rain actually, and watched my face light up <laughs> working the flag on him. 
and it, I just kind of fell into that situation of purchasing rain. And then, um, because he's a stud, I can't, I, I don't have a facility at home where I could bring him to my house and keep him around my mares or the gelding. So as it worked out, I kept him at the facility that, uh, owned him and that's where Alani works. So I just get to drive up there and practice almost every day with him, <laughs> which I feel so fortunate because there are not enough opportunities like that for people who are trying to grow in the industry or, um, you know, even if you're trying to become a horse trainer, that opportunity is not really handed out. That's something that you have to fight for or, or um, battle for an internship for. So for me coming in with zero experience and uh, having him be uh, very giving and forgiving at the same time with my lack of knowledge, uh, he, he just knows how to work with me so that I grow and build my confidence back and don't feel like a slug sitting in that saddle. He's, um, you know, like you can just tell, like the first time I met him, he has like such a light about him, you know, like he's just so positive, but not like cheese ball. Like you don't believe what he's saying. Like he just, he just like lives like that. And, you know, when he was giving of his time to my daughter and just being so encouraging and, you know, we've run into to different trainers that we've had, um, you know, more where they're like kind of tearing you down a little bit and like, Hey, you know, let me, let me teach you about the realities of this. Instead. He's like, absolutely not yeah. sky's the limit. Um, you know, and, and just like seeing him give that way. And I went home and kind of reflected on it a whole bunch because there's nothing that like makes us happier than seeing our kids just kind of like soar. Um, and so at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I, I kind of need something like this too. You know? <laughs> I, yeah. I want, I want to grow. I get that. Like I'm an adult and like, maybe we just, is this where we just stop? I don't think so. And so I call, I messaged Lonnie and I was like, I kind of think, you know, I want to come up and he's like, yeah, come on up. He's not, not a man of many words on text. So it was like, yes, come up. And, um, and, you know, I showed up and I remember telling you like, I'm so nervous to go up. He's such a pro and I don't know what I'm doing. And you're like, oh my gosh, get that garbage out of here. That's just like nothing to worry about with him. And, and I remember, you know, cause like my life has been in, in a bit of a state of turmoil. And I remember saying to you, well, I just hope that I don't cry in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Lonnie's the type of person. And, and I think I told you this too, that after my wreck and having zero confidence, I've been riding since I was little. So what, 27 years of riding and then coming off and getting really hurt and then trying to come back to it and not be afraid. He's the person that on the back of a horse sees those breakthroughs with me and is like, let it out. If you need to cry, cry. This is the place for it. That horse is going to heal you. Like mm -hmm. he will be that person to tell you that, but he's also the person that when you're like, oh, I'm stuck, I'm in a rut. I can't get better than this. He'll call your bluff and he'll make you better. So he's, I don't know. He's got some magic person skill that I don't possess because <laughs> he's, <laughs> He's just that guy and we're lucky to lucky to have him in this area for sure. And lucky that he is generous with his time and he's yeah. good. We need yeah. that. And, and I walked in, he said, just come up, don't, don't bring a horse. So I was glad that I didn't wear, like, I almost wore like tennis shoes and running shorts. Cause I thought we were just gonna have a conversation. <laughs> um, so, you know, I come in and the first thing he does is just like embraces me, just hugs me. And he's like, I'm so sorry to hear about your dad. And I'm like, oh my God gosh, I'm going to like start crying. Of course I held it together. Yeah. I, I thought I held it together. And then <laughs> this is so embarrassing. So I thought I held it together. Oh. And then after the whole lesson, you know, we did this, he puts me on this amazing horse and it's super fun and I love it. And I'm like feeling so good. And I get in my car and I look in the rear view mirror and I have mascara like all the way down the front of my face, <laughs> which was, I'm sure there the entire lesson, but he never said a word. I don't, and then I'm immediately like, ah, oh, I'm such a dork. <laughs> so I've had to like, oh no, that's him. That <laughs> no, that's so good though. But not only that. So he won, I'm without sharing too much has gone through enough family loss lately too. So he totally understood you, but two, I just have to point out that 
do you know what horse he put you on? Do you do you keep he put you on like a super nice yeah. Woody be tough daughter? High about highbrow cat grand on the bottom. Like, I know. Here's this really nice horse. Let me share with you. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh. And he's like, oh, this is Chica. And I'm like, oh, she looks like a nice horse. And then he like starts telling me about her. And I'm like, uh, like yeah. This, this horse is a baby, is like, yeah, probably what like when it hit the ground was more expensive than like my truck and trailer altogether. <laughs> this is the one I want you to buy. I think oh. she needs to come home with you. <laughs> She's so awesome. It was so, it was like just such a blessing to like, you know, like, I don't, I don't know why we get ourselves in these positions where like people are just so like generous with the, I, I just, I love it. I'm so thankful. And it was such an awesome experience and I can't wait to go up again and try it. But that kind of leads me to like, you've mentioned um, a few times that you kind of had a bad wreck. And um, so tell me a little bit about that wreck and then how it kind of ties into like some of the business opportunities that you're doing. Sure. Yeah. So um, just about a little over two years ago, I was on a a game ride. So with a bunch of people around, it was for the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. And we were headed out on, um, I don't know how many miles it was, but a, a fairly decent trail ride. Um, and I was on a horse that was green. He was five years old and I've had him since he was a weanling. So I knew his personality. I trusted him. He's not a spooky horse at all. So I thought, and um, we started climbing up this pretty steep incline, long, steep incline. And I don't know what happened, but we got to the top of that. And there were quite a few horses piled off to the side that were either catching their breath or just watching horses come up or I don't know what. But um, he looked up to the up to his left and saw a couple horses standing up there. And I don't know if they threw him off or what if just seeing new horses up there spooked him but he turned around and he bolted and I gathered myself back up got him stopped and as soon as I got my feet forward or, or back in position again he bolted for a second time mm-hmm. and it was straight down this pretty steep hill and it's loggy and dead all everywhere so all I see is um what looks like daggers, really, I think, shoot, if I come off here, I'm going to land on that stump or that deadfall with this branch broken off, or he's going to snag his gut or something bad's going to happen. And I couldn't get him stopped. And in that panic moment, if you're a horse, a horse person at all, you know that um, if you've never been in that situation, you haven't really trained for it. A lot of times you try and pull back and that in a panic moment, isn't going to stop your horse. Um, But I also knew if I turn his nose, we're going to fall together. And I didn't even get the chance to turn his nose before he bolted to the right. And I went left downhill and it broke my back from L1 through L4. And then at that time I didn't realize it, but also I broke something in my shoulder and separated that joint space as well. But I remember hitting the ground and just thinking, well, screaming, first of all, because mm-hmm. um, it hurt so bad. And I knew something wasn't right, yeah. but I could feel my toes and I could wiggle them. So I was thinking, oh, my, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. So I calmed down and my husband made it back down the trail or back down to me. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, it hurts really bad, but I, I can feel my toes and I can move my legs. So I think I'm okay. But the longer I was there, the adrenaline wore off and ended up being life lighted out, um, which talk about meeting the right people at the right time. The, the guy who came up on me right after my husband came back down to me was a flight medic. And he said, man, I got lost on the trail and got turned around. I've already been through here, but I'm so glad I'm here now. So he sat by my side for oh, wow. two hours while the helicopter got there and yeah. And babied me, nursed me. It was like, Hey, we need to make a decision. Uh, I'm afraid you've got internal bleeding. I thought, I thought I broke my hip. And, um, so he basically called life flight and they found me, took me out, um, got to the hospital and they did a CT and it was my back. And thankfully no, no spinal cord injury. Um, still at that time, I knew my back was really hurting, was focusing more on that than my shoulder, but, um, 
got home anyways, long story short, I got home or got stayed in the hospital that night, um, got home the next day and a gal who had been working on my horses with this PEMF Magnoid that I had never really heard about before other than my massage, my equine massage lady. Um, she had been doing it with our horses because we had won a couple of free sessions on a Facebook raffle or a Facebook entry thing. So uh, she showed up at my house and she dropped her machine off and she said, Hey, you're going to need this. And so she taught me how to use it. And, um, I was in a back brace. I could, I had a, a one-year-old and a three-year-old little boy. I could barely stand up off the couch. I was on muscle relaxers, ibuprofen and hydrocodone every four to six hours. I like was hurting. I was crying every four hours. But I knew I had to wait that extra two hours to take the next dose. Wow. And, uh, she, yeah, so she taught me how to use the machine and within two 45 minute sessions, I was walking, I was off the pain pills. I was taking one muscle relaxer and one ibuprofen, um, at night, just so I, my muscles wouldn't spasm in bed at night. And, um, the next day, really after two days, the third day of being out of the hospital, I pretty much didn't need any medication at all so at that point I was like well we've been using this PEMF on the horses but they weren't lame so I couldn't really tell a difference on if it actually worked for them or not but then when I used it on myself knowing um, those fractures in my back plus I had hemorrhaged the muscles around them so it was swollen so bad I couldn't close my pants and that swelling was pretty much gone the bruising was significantly less and the pain was way better to the point that I was like, I could ride again. And the doctor's like, no, you can't ride for six weeks. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. But yeah, so I was like, this works. It's voodoo. It works. And from there, we just kept using it. And that evolved into top shelf equine services. So now I offer those PEMS MagnaWave services to other riders and horses and dogs and whatever um, other animal goats. I've had some goats. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's, so, that's the new business. So you so. were like, I I'm sold. I mean, like, holy testimony on like how it can heal. Um, so in like very basic terms, can you tell people like, like, what is this thing? You know, like it's, it's a machine. Oh yeah. PEMF is pulse electromagnetic fields. And that's a therapy device that you can use. It's basically just a machine that sends pulse magnetic, um, uh, pulses, I guess, just pulse magnetic therapy into your body uh, via a coil. So, or a pad, you can sit on it. It's super easy to administer and it changes your cellular function. And by doing so, it eliminates swelling and reoxygenates your cells so that your, your um, circulation increases. And when your circulation increases, um, your body is set up to heal whatever pain naturally. So, um, I can't say it's a treatment per se for one particular ailment, but because it sets your body up to heal, it really helps with a lot of different uh, problem areas or injuries or whatever you need treatment for. So um, just a, an, an all natural remedy if um, you don't want to take a pain pill or um, you know a, a, a pill for whatever ailment you may be feeling yeah. I guess so is it like like FDA approved is that a thing or is it an alternative thing is it approved for humans and animals is there anyone it it is not approved for yeah so uh FDA has been it's been under review there are certain things that it has been tested for and proven for um such as anxiety and depression um brain cancer treatment there's all sorts of different um I guess, things that it has been used for other than those specific uh, different, I guess, ailments, I keep saying, but other for, for lack of better words. Sure. Um, people who are pregnant shouldn't use it because there hasn't been enough studies on what happens to the womb uh, with that increased blood flow and circulation. Um, people who have a device like a pacemaker, something that the battery can't be easily replaced on shouldn't use it because it can make the battery, um, no different than your phone. It can drain a battery if it's exposed for long periods of time. So if you're treated, 
Um, it would be something like keep your phone away, 10 feet away or six feet away, whatever, just so that it doesn't drain batteries. So that would be like a pacemaker. You can't easily change your battery on. Um, other than that, no, there's, there's really uh, not a lot that it can't be tried for. And if you're experiencing something that's swelling, um, any reason that your body's in pain, you can definitely try it. And it is a natural way to do that. It is considered alternative, although it has been in the industry or in the uh, medical industry for a very long period of time. Um, it can be used on anything with cells, really living functioning cells. So like I said, I, uh, I use it on our personal horses, whether they've got an injury or not, it keeps rain who has very extensive workouts, uh, five to six days a week, keeps him just moving soundly and gets any muscle soreness out of him. Um, people, horses, I've used it on dogs. I've used it on uh, goats. I've used it on all sorts of different animals that could, could benefit from it. So I think it's, I think it's growing in popularity for sure. I know it's used in, um, professional athlete organizations. Uh, it's used at Churchill Downs on racehorses. It's, uh, it's pretty popular actually. So, but you would say the majority of your clients are, are equine horse clients and, um, that's most of who you treat. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of been treating a lot of horses and actually my human business has been thankfully growing quite a bit as well. Uh, yeah, I'm thankful for that, but yep. People, pe horses are my passion. I has been since I was little. So I prefer to work on horses and actually, uh, recently I've been treating some pretty serious wounds, uh, injuries on horses that it, they're, they're becoming more of my, um, my desire to treat just because you can see the changes within an hour, almost on a lot of wounds, the swelling, the draining, um, you, you can see it. If you've got swelling in your ankle or your knee, of course, you can see that go down pretty quickly too, but it's not as drastic as seeing an injury, like a, a, a laceration of some sort that's almost closing, you know, that you, you can see right away. You and I um, actually got together and did a live video on Instagram. So um, if you guys want to check that video out and see the machine, um, you can check out Instagram at our handle growing.up.montana and then just go look at our, um, I don't know, maybe it's like IGTV or something, but you can see um, we treated um, one of our old horses, um, Flash, who Flash has been in our family for forever. He, he taught me most of my riding. Um, you know, he taught my kids and he got a really bad cut. And so I remember you came and did a treatment on him when he was at the vet, it was like a Sunday, I think. So nobody was there and we just kind of snuck in and treated him. I mean, of course we had permission, but <laughs> you know, I think vets sometimes are like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Whatever. You know, like they can't really keep up with all of the alternative things because there's just so many of them. Um, and I, I do think yep. MagnaWave is kind of starting to, you know, make its way into a, a regular treatment um, plan. But so we went and we treated Flash, who had a huge cut, um, really, really deep, almost into the joint. And he was experiencing a lot of soreness, but also like just the wound was terrible. And I remember um, talking to the vet that following day or maybe the next day. And he's like, wow, you know, it's just, it's looking really great. <laughs> He's traveling really well. And I was like, <laughs> hmm. Um, so that was pretty mm -hmm. exciting to kind of see firsthand, but you know, it's not only just for injured horses or horses with like, you know, huge cuts or whatever, but like, what would be, what would you say like a good treatment plan for, um, say a young horse that's being, you know, worked pretty hard. Like how often would you suggest having that animal treated? But, you know, like we also have to take in like being reasonable, you know, like, cause having you come out like yeah, every three days is kind of hard to make happen. It adds up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So because I have the machine, I shoot for once a week or once every other week with my personal horses. But I would say for the average equine owner that is using their horses on a regular basis, um, being either performance or not, 
I would start, if you want to just see how it works, I would just go for that initial treatment. Um, getting that on them is never going to hurt. It is going to make them feel better in most cases. Um, from, from what most owners tell you, they can tell a difference right away. And if you are really serious about wanting to stick with this, with this uh, modality, I would say just as often, if you see your horse start to be tired or not, maybe, maybe not have as much energy in your workout or um, not turning like it should, or, or just notice it, notice him or her being off, but you don't think that it's an actual injury. Um, obviously always consult with your veterinarian. If you think that your horse is, is injured, or if you think there's something more going on, but if you think it's just simple muscle soreness, that's when I would call someone in to come and try and treat. I don't think that you need to go overboard, like say mine, get it because I have the machine. But if it were just me knowing that I believe in the product and believe in its natural healing abilities, if I didn't have it, I'm not going to be calling someone in to, sh to treat <laughs> every week or it does add up. Right. So, yeah. um, just as often as you really want, it can't hurt, but it is going to make them more comfortable. So, um, if you, I'd say if you're going to a show or you're, you're wanting the best performance out of your horse, maybe treat once or twice the week before your show. Um, you know, but of course, keep in mind that because this treatment PEMF has the ability to draw out any lingering issue that might be going on. So if you, if your horse has an abscess coming or has an abscess and you feel it just hasn't blown yet, but they're lame in a, in a, in a hoof and, and you've talked with your vet and you know that it's probably an abscess and it's going to blow at some point, PEMF will draw that out uh, in a much shorter time frame than what you could expect it to on its own. So um, if that's the case and you know you need to get through a barrel race or you know you need to get through whatever show, don't I wouldn't treat yeah. right before because it's going to pull that abscess out. So um, definitely keep all of that in mind. But if you're just a typical average horse person, I don't know, once a month, once every other month, I, yeah. I can't give a specific time yeah. frame, but whatever you think would make your horse comfortable, if you've got something going on, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So tell me, um, let's see, what is the strangest animal you worked on? <laughs> I would say that goat for sure. So this, this goat that I worked on was down for some reason. He's old. He's really old. Um, and he's a pretty large. I don't know what breed he is, but he's large. So when he stood up, he was probably up to my waist. Like he was a big guy, but it was mostly a leg. He's not like big all around. Um, and big floppy ears. And so this guy had been down for three days and was still eating, was still drinking, was still pooping. So I'm like, well, the guy, he hasn't given up yet. Right. If right. he's still functioning, his body is still moving. He still wants to live. He's not like on his deathbed, but they didn't really know why he went down. So I went out, um, I treated him and I was joking with them like, oh yeah, we're going to get halfway through this treatment and he's just going to pop right up. And like, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. so we get, I only treated him for 15 minutes and we get about halfway through the treatment and no joke, he pops up <laughs> and the owner's oh standing gosh. there laughing, <laughs> taking pictures, like taking a video no of this way. guy. And so he takes, yeah. So he walks around, he walks over to his hay, he takes a drink of water and he lays back down. So he was only up for like a minute at a time, but I was, I, I was like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. huge. And the next day, yeah. So the next day I was getting videos from the owner and he had mig migrated out of the barn. He had gotten up the next day, was walking out of the barn. And I actually just checked in with her. This was maybe a month and a half ago, two months ago. I checked in with her yesterday and she said, oh, he's back out with the herd. Like he's oh fine. He was causing too much trouble in the barn. He's good. So no was down way. for three days treated him for 15 minutes, one treatment back up wow. three days later out with the herd. So yeah. Wow. That that's was, awesome. that makes me that 100%. And that makes me so happy. And that's one of the reasons that I started it too. Cause I knew it worked so well with me that I wanted to share that with others, whether it be people or, or animals or whatever. And so to see him out back in his, in his groove with his friends, with the, with the goat herd made me so happy. It makes it just, it's amazing to be able to wow. see that and share that with other people. So Cass, like, it's just like, 
phenomenal what this thing can do. What if, you know, if people want to learn more about it, can they just like, con- can they contact you directly? Are you open to that? People like, you know, sending you messages and getting more information on it? Absolutely. I love to share with people. So you can either get a hold of me directly um, or you can go to magnawavepemf.com. And they can actually, um, the website shows a whole lot of questions and answers, and they can direct you to a practitioner that is local to your area. They have a whole practitioner map. Um, It'll tell you a little bit about each person or each business and uh, what they specify in or how they can help you. So if you are not in my local area, or even if you are and you want to find someone else, (laughs) you can still... You can still go to their website and um, find a practitioner in your area really easily. So, well, that's awesome. And if they want to contact you directly, can they reach you at it's uh, for Instagram? It's at top dot shelf dot equine, and then on Facebook, Top Shelf Equine Services. Um, you guys look Cassie up. Yes, you won't be disappointed. You won't want a different practitioner. It's uh, that's not <laughs> that's not even a thing. Hey. Um, okay. So I would be happy to help you. Yeah. Um, so Cassie, you mentioned that you have, um, some questions you needed to ask me. Well, I've got some randoms for you. If you're up for that, (laughs) I'm always up for random. Oh, I got, I I don't know. I don't really like being put on the spot. Like you're kind of flipping this around on me, but you know what? I'm game. Well, I'm in. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going for it. And if you're, if you're all right, I'm going to take advantage of it. So uh, number okay. one, um, given that you are a farmy ranchy type of gal, tell me other than cows, pigs, horses, your normal farm animals, what is something that you would want to raise on your ranch? What, what's an animal that you would go for? Oh gosh, that's a really good question. Um, I was, I was just talking to my friend and her husband sent her. Okay. So her husband lives in Alaska. Well, he didn't live in Alaska. You know, he, maybe he works the pipeline or something. So he's there a certain amount of time and then he's home. Um, And she's like, he sent, he always sends her like Craigslist listings just from like, you know, cause he has like a lot of downtime and he sent her a listing for yaks. <laughs> and I looked at the <laughs> listing and these baby yaks are so cute. <laughs> They're just ridiculous. It's like, you know, I have a, a couple of those Highlander calves and they're kind of like that, but maybe even a little more ridiculous. So I don't know if that counts because I, I think it should, like, I feel like that's not your normal your normal, uh, that's not normal for me, but I, I will, I want to, I want to add one other story to that. I used to be a veterinary technician, um, like a hundred years ago. And, um, I called one day when I was on my lunch break, uh, I can't remember why, but I called and <laughs> Shelly, the, the receptionist who was also like a super talented tech, she answers and, you know, I'm disguising my voice and I'm like, Oh, hello. I'd like to make an appointment, you know, and she's like, okay, you know, just being as sweet as can be. And I said, yeah, I have, um, you know, I just, I don't know if Dr. Linda will do this, but I have a camel that needs to be castrated. <laughs> and and Shelly is like, I don't see why she couldn't do that. You know, she's like ready to just make an appointment to have a camel castrated yes. here in Montana. So I don't know that I'd want to raise camels, but you know, that, that, that's another one that you wouldn't ordinarily find on a Montana ranch. Well, if I know what Shelly you're talking about, I can imagine her face when she took that phone call and I wish I was there. (laughs) I don't know why not. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Poor Shelly. And I'm like, Shelly, are you, you can't, you can't just sign her up to do things like that. Oh, poor lady. I know. (laughs) All right. Well, let's see what else. What do you think? Here's a random one for you is the weirdest smell you've ever smelt on the ranch. Well, I mean, I think that without a doubt, if you have any type of farm or ranch 
it's it's an abscess like just the funkiest smelling thing you can Mm. get it's uh, okay there's a toss-up there's either the abscess which honestly it's it's the most disgusting thing but there's some sort of weird curiosity that makes you have to smell it like what is wrong with us (laughs) that like we just kind of have to smell it Also, I think only the- farmy ranchy people would understand that. Like the serious, what is wrong with us? Why do we have to do this? <laughs> yes. um, so when I was at one point, I was, you know, breaking open this huge abscess on this. I think it was a calf that had a huge abscess. It was like on its jaw. And so we cut it open and it, it got me talking with my neighbor, Stan, um, who, you know, he's like, Oh, you smell that. And he's like, got it on his finger and it's totally disgusting. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, Stan, that's so gross. And he's like, well, you know, it's not as gross as if you haven't flossed your teeth in a few days. Have you ever smelled your dental floss? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Stan. So so gross. Conversations. That is bad. It is bad. (laughs) Oh, goodness. That had to be the most awkward moment with Stan to whoever, you know, Stan might be, but Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. All right. So this last one I have for you is what is your favorite place to be? So whether it be on the ranch or whatever, any vacation place you've ever been or your hometown or where, where is Bear's favorite place to be? Well, I'd say, you know, okay, I love going to Mexico. I love the beach. I love the culture. I love the heat. I love the sand. I love all that. I don't necessarily want to be there all the time. Maybe, maybe like all of February I'd be there, but definitely not all the time. But the fine, the place where I find the most like joy, where I'm just being filled is definitely um on the ranch at home here um you know like there there you just can't beat like sitting on my porch drinking coffee in the morning when the kids are still sleeping but you know there's also like today um you know I look out in the pasture and both of my kids are on their horses bareback you know just riding through the green fields and Mm -hmm. I'm like is this my life like my kids all all day long until three o'clock were on and off of their horses, you know, brushing them, doing whatever, riding them up the hill, riding them out in the pasture. And I'm like, man, this just like makes my heart happy. Perfection. Happy heaven at home is no better place to be. What? Tell me about the new horse, by the way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Davis, you know, his horse Flash was hurt and was out the entire season. He hasn't had a horse all summer. We've been trying to find the right horse and just, you know, had a really tough time. Um, And I really was just, you know, trying to be patient about it because it's like, you know what, it's just going to find us. You know, the horse is just going to find us. I've got to kind of stop trying, you know, I'm going to still call on horses and look around and go see horses, but I just, I'm going to have to like, just not try so hard. And I got a call from a friend of a friend and she's like, you know, so-and-so told me you guys were looking for a horse and I think I have the horse for you. And I didn't even know this person, but honestly, like when she said that, I was like, I knew, I was like, yeah, you do have the horse that my son needs. And I don't know how I've never seen her. I don't even know what color it is. I don't know where her name is. I don't know how old she is. Um, but she ended up, uh, just being awesome. She's this super cute red roan. She's like 24 years old, been there, done that rope horse she's you know done barrels and poles and just like awesome but still has some pretty good go you know so it's not like she's a total deadhead um but just so perfect and davis he is the kind of kid that just literally wants to have like an animal maybe injected directly into his veins because he just like loves them so much you know he's like he tries to like sniff them in you know he wants to rub his face all over them he just like he's such a strange kid I love him but he he communicates with animals in in the strangest way and so I know he's been longing for that connection and so we went and and we picked her up her name is Sulu and um he has been on her nonstop. he was out there you know feeding her 
he's like, you know, what are we going to do when I outgrow her? Like, you know, can we keep her? I'll make sure I make the hay to feed her so we can just keep her and retire her forever. You know, and he's, he's just, he's all in. I love I know it's so sweet. And so they were just all day long riding up the pasture, down the pasture, out in the far fields and him and his sister. It was wonderful because it looked so beautiful and sweet and kind. And I couldn't hear them fighting, which I was pretty sure was still going on, <laughs> but I couldn't hear oh, it. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> That's awesome. It sounds like he's found a perfect little soul pony. I know. Goodness. I know. I need to find one of those for my boys. We're next. So keep looking for us, please. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I can imagine that, um, Davis might outgrow her pretty soon. And I, you know, he's like, well, maybe we, you know, first of all, we'll offer it back to the owner because she had the, the horse since she was two, since a horse was a two-year-old. So, you know, it's like a super special, like heart horse for them too, you know, which is like, gosh, you know, trusting us with this. Um, but, you know, just thinking about like when, when Davis is, is grown out of her, like just being able to like pass on those sweet souls to other people, you know, and to let them grow other people's kids and light the fire you know, in them. Yep. Yep. That's another, we, we had that opportunity with the boys' last pony and that's why we're in the market now. They, uh, at the time had come, he had been through all of the families that he possibly could in his lifespan and, uh, just so happened to end with us. And so mm-hmm. the boys are heartbroken and hopeful to find the next one soon. And goodness, that's, uh, I'm so excited for Davis that he's found the perfect uh, mare, the perfect yeah. horse for him. It is a mare, right? Su- yes. Sulu. Yeah. Sulu. 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 Uh-huh. Is a mare? Yeah. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Yep. Yep. Pretty cute. It's pretty fun. So. That's awesome. Um, all right. Well, Cass, let's wrap this up. Thank you so much. It was super fun chatting with you. Um, and I, I hope you had as good a time as I did. Um, thank you for having me <laughs> yes well have oh, goodness an awesome relaxing evening give those babies our love and hopefully we'll see you at the arena soon